This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and more. Follow Elliot in the Morning everywhere social at EITM Online. Bert Kreischer! What's up, buddy? How you doing? I am doing great. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic. I want to start with this question first, right off the bat, please. Are you wearing those little itty-bitty little black shorts this morning? Uh, yes, I am. And actually, <laughs> these aren't black. These are uh, fluorescent orange. Oh, but you know what? Same style, though, right? Same <laughs> style where I could just see the bottom of the butt cheek. <laughs> I like this show under butt. <laughs> How are you, man? It's been a little bit. I'm doing fantastic. I am uh, two days sober, and my weight's down by seven pounds, and my blood pressure is perfect. I'm starting to think I'll never die. <laughs> I was just going to ask. Like, I know the the you the... can lose seven pounds in two days. Well, I mean, well, Bert... a lot of Ambien and Xanax, Diane. Oh. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, but I didn't want this to come across as rude. But, like, remember on Biggest Loser? Like, those people would lose a tremendous amount of weight right those off the bat. People like five bills. I, like I said, I didn't <laughs> want it to come off as rude. No, no, don't worry. You can't be rude with me. I am a little too. Look, I, I, uh, I, I was the fattest I ever was on this relapse tour. No, and you I weren't. Think, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was. That sounds bad, by the way. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, I, I, I see you online. I was going to say, you didn't, and Bert, I mean this as a positive, but you look like you, I, won't, I don't want to say you look like you always do, but you look, you, you, you didn't look extra heavy. Yeah, well, tell that to the comments on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, I stopped reading my comments because everything was about my appearance, and I was like, I'm trying hard, guys. I'm trying my hardest. I'm touring. I've got a podcast that shoots out of Austin. I'm promoting a TV. I'm doing everything. And then, and then one day I went into someone else's comments. I thought, that's a safe place. And in their comments, they're like, he's almost as fat as Bert. And I was like, how did I get lit up in your comments? <laughs> Do you think, you know how like maybe sometimes if you wear something, it draws attention? Do you think it's too much of the Bruno Mars cattle pinch hats? <laughs> I started wearing the hat to make my face look smaller. <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> it just makes my face look bigger. <laughs> oh, you know my secret? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> 
Oh, I, I look, I, it's so funny. I come home for like, and my, my problem is really was I was doing three weeks out on the road and then one week home. Right. And so I never got a break. And I literally come home for, I've been home since Mon- Monday, <laughs> Sunday. And I, I'm like, like my blood pressure is normal. My, my lost so much weight. I feel great. I'm like, so I think I just got to manage myself touring a little differently. Okay, but, but here's the here's the part, Bert, where where some of it doesn't make sense. So it was the you know, the Bert Kreischer relapse tour or whatever it was. Fine, and yeah. so you were out doing that. It looked like a blast. Oh my god, dude! Oh, the, dude. the it, funnest I've ever had on the road. <laughs> it looked awesome, and I don't even mean like I don't care about going and playing disc golf. You know what I mean? Like that's not my cup of tea. The rest of yeah. it. Oh my god, did it look like you guys were having fun? Dude, we went up to Breckenridge for a week because what we do is if you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, we wouldn't fly home because it was too much on our schedule. We just go get a, a house wherever we were. We went up to a Breckenridge for a week, went rock climbing, went mountain climbing, went skiing. I mean, we have so much fun on the road. It's ridiculous. If we go to Austin, we take a private jet in, party in Austin, take a private jet out. I mean, it's I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I'm, my point is to have fun on the road, right? That's the whole point. Sure. So... It was a it was a blast. So now you're home for a couple of weeks, and then it's the then you kick off the the fully loaded tour, which again it's genius. I love I love that you're doing that. I love that you're taking some comic friends out. Uh, some of them some of them we know. So I, I I love that whole part of it. But if you're able to recognize that maybe like when you go out on the road for for periods of time, that that's not when Burt Kreischer is at his healthiest. Maybe you take more than two weeks off. No, 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 no. Here we go. I'm like a prize fighter. I just need time <laughs> between fights to get back in shape. That's all. <laughs> okay, but prize fighters don't like get their asses beat on Saturday. Go, you know what? If I can just hold out till Wednesday, I'm ready to go. Like they take some time. Yeah, I'm different. I guess I'm better than they are. I guess they, <laughs> there's no prize fighter. I got that Mickey Mantle gene, Elliot. Don't ever forget about it. <laughs> Dude, um, this I'm, is going to be so easy because it's it's I, all we got to do. We roll into a minor league stadium, we roll into an amphitheater, we roll into an arena, and or or a raceway, and I get all the other comics are doing all the heavy lifting. All I got to do is promote it. All I got to do is shoot content on the side, and then at the end, I rip my shirt off, I tell a story, and boom, 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 we're all done. Okay. By the way, that sounds very similar to the relapse tour. All you have to do is go into the city, go into the arena, shoot some stuff on the side, uh, do an hour or two of stand-up, and then you have 22 uh, days. But I believe we started this by saying that you were the, the, the unhealthiest you've ever been. And I'm back to the healthiest. If you give me two more weeks here, eating clean, drinking water, having coffee in the morning, getting on the treadmill, catching up on minks or, or, or winning time, all of a sudden I start bouncing back. The problem is I get antsy at home and I start looking at my family going, I can't stare at these faces every day. I need strange faces. You know, I did the Greek Elliot and I had an epiphany. I said to myself, this, this is everything I've ever wanted in life. The world is throwing a party for me. Like I, in Los Angeles, 5,500 people are throwing a party for me. They're showing up to one venue. They're all giving me some money. And then they're saying, hey, Bert, can you tell us all your stories? And I go, sure. Not like it at my house where they're like, enough. 
We've heard it. Will you let someone else talk? You're drinking too much. Put your shirt back on. At these parties, they're like, take your shirt off. Keep drinking. Tell that story again. It's, 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 the, perfect, it's the perfect scenario for me. Hey, can I ask you this? Like, I know, I know that that you sold out the Greek theater and and played that in Los Angeles, and and yes, it's five thousand people. You've played you've played much bigger audiences than five thousand people. However, yeah, why is why was the Greek such a big deal to you? Uh, that's that was it's almost like my home club. It's like the place that I saw all my favorite bands: Widespread Panic, Wilco, Modest Mouse, uh, Hank Three. I've seen so many shows there. <laughs> that I, I know that place intimately. I saw Coldplay there. Like, I, I saw everyone play at the Greek. And so when I got the offer, I was like, I, I, I remember really thinking, I can't believe I'm at their level, that, I, that, that I'm offered this. And then to get there and, and the first day when we were shooting promos and to look at it and go, this is an iconic venue. This is like a legit iconic venue. And my goal was to sell it out clean. Like, I was like, I don't want the, I don't want I don't want open single seats at all. I'm selling it out clean. So I promoted that thing up until day of. I remember day of they're like 15 single seats, don't worry about it. It's sold out and I go it's not sold out. We need to sell all 15 of those seats. So it was it was iconic, man. It was like a big deal to me. So does that go up there with like for you? Does that go up there with like Red Rocks? The Greek and Red Rocks are are both Red Rocks is bigger. Red Rocks is way bigger. Just because it's Red Rocks, I'm, I'm I'm doing the Gorge. I haven't announced it yet, but I'm doing the Gorge out out west. That'll be a big one. There's a cave I want to do in Tennessee. That'll be a big one. Like there's, I don't know. I think those 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 big venues, those like iconic, like people know the name of, and they don't even live there. You know, it's like that. Those for me, I they just have like I, I, I go hard. I bring out family. I bring out friends. I get it catered. We get uh, IVs. I get special marijuana. Everything <laughs> I do everything night. But now you know there's one that you haven't mentioned where where it's like yes the Greek Red Rocks the Gorge whatever it is you haven't mentioned the Grand Ole Opry. Oh well, you know what that that wasn't on my radar until it was like uh, like what ha- it, 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 this is a little in the weeds but I'm, I'm gonna tell you everything. So okay. my goal was the Ryman right because I had seen. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy at the Ryman, and, I, and this is before I had any real success, and I remember thinking, I can't imagine what this career would feel like, you know? Right. I remember he was leaving on a private jet that night. He was having cold beers after the show. He was really generous, and he talked to us, and I just thought, man, if you... I remember saying to God, I said, if you give me one opportunity to play in the Ryman, and, and, my, and, the, and the trade-off is I have to tell the machine story, I'll tell it every night for the rest of my life. I have no problem with that. So I sell out the Ryman. Then we go into the pandemic, and, uh, but I've already sold it out. I've already sold it out. The, we open up tickets again to do the relapse tour. I sell out the Ryman again. I sell out the Ryman a third time. They add a second night. And now I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to do four shows at the Ryman. And then the way that the promoter works is they pull my third show at the Ryman and they put me at the Grand Old Opry. And all of a sudden I go from having to sell 2,200 tickets to like 6,000 tickets. Right. And I'm like, hold on. And so the Ryman was a little bit of a pain in my ass. So I was like, or the, the Grand Ole Opry, because I was like, I got to move now an extra 4,000 tickets I didn't know about, and so I have to promote for it. And then when it sold out, I, I didn't even get the chance to, like, take a breath and go, and to go, like, oh, we sold out the Grand Ole Opry. I didn't even think about it. We rolled in. We walked backstage, and I'm like, holy crap. And I'm like, I sold this place out. We do sound check, and I'm looking, and I'm like, 
And that's when it dawned on me. I went, I went, oh my god, I sold out the Grand Old Opry. Yeah, like this is, and 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 by the way, I, I, look, there's a reason it's the it's the Grand Old Opry. That was one of the best shows of my life. I'm getting chill bumps talking about it. The energy in that room, they're all on top of you. They set it up. They set it up for the best experience for the audience. And it was absolutely magical. And then, and then I did the Ryman the next night. And this dream that I've had for over two, two and a half years was like overshadowed by the Grand Old Opry the night before. <laughs> All right, so next up is uh, Burt Kreischer's fully loaded uh, comedy special. Here's what I like. So you're going around, you're playing, like you said, minor league stadiums, amphitheaters, arenas, where wherever it kind of goes, it goes. But I like that you went out. And listen, I like a lot of these people. I know you're bringing um, um, Big J with you, Taylor Tomlinson, who I love, uh, Sal Volcano, yep. Dave Attell, Nikki Glazer, Mark Norman. Mark Norman, we just met for the first time, I don't know, a handful of uh, weeks ago. Dude, he's fantastic. I like him a lot. Right. Um, Dude, he is funny every time you have him on. He's better than the next time. It's, he's the best. So, but so for the for the for the uh, fully loaded comedy festival though, how did you how did you did you just call friends and go like, hey, let's go? I had a list of people I wanted to take, and and it started with the tell. Look, it's like as much as these people love me, and I've known them forever. I knew that it's a weird ask because everyone was skeptical when I did the drive-in. So I figured if I got one white whale on board, then everyone would fall in line. So I called a tell. I said. Uh, you know, dot, dot, dot. I don't care what, whatever you want. I want you on. This is my goal. Attell said yes. And immediately everyone, everyone was like, oh yeah, Attell's in, I'm in. Like every, <laughs> cause everyone wants to hang out with Attell. Everyone wants Attell to watch their act right. and give them notes. Everyone wants to see what Attell's working on. Everyone wants to just talk shop with Attell, gossip with Attell. And so once I gave them that opportunity, everyone, I mean, every, not only everyone said yes, but all of a sudden people started hitting me up like, Hey man, how do I get on this? And I was like, I, I only have X amount of dollars, and I, you know, it's, it's all, mostly all the people I put on the cabin. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. That makes me laugh. Yeah. Now you do you do talk about how the tour is going to be a night of laughs, uh, cold beer, sunset surprises. But with you, why do sunsets keep coming up regularly? I don't know, man. I you know. I, my wife says I'm a romantic. I think I'm an alcoholic. I, I think, I think I just love the razzle dazzle of life. I love the moments where you go, God, look at the sky. Isn't this gorgeous? Like, and, and then that adds to an evening. And I think, you know, the thing that thinks about summer shows for comedy is that you go inside. Summer's meant to be spent outside. Summer's meant to be spent cornholing and getting an ice cold beer when it's hot out and, and taking your shirt off and having flip flops on and getting swamp ass. I mean, summer's <laughs> meant for all of that. And so I want people to spend the summer the way they should spend the summer outdoors. And there's something about a sunset when you're doing comedy that just, I mean, and I know this because we did all those outdoor drive-in movie theaters. Right. My favorite memories were two things. Lightning storms and sunsets. <laughs> a heat, a heat lightning storm in the background of a show is magical. <laughs> you know what? You know what my vision is like when you talk about like taking your shirt off and being outside or whatever. But when you said taking your shirt off, what my vision is at that point, Bert, was the sticker that was still on your back from your sleep study. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know? 
want to know how weird I am? So I have a thing about finding pennies, about lucky pennies. And so I started putting pennies in my bed at night on the road so that I'd sleep on them. And they'd stick to my back. And then I wake up and at some point they'd fall off my back and I go, hey, lucky penny. <laughs> But what was the sleep study? Like Leanne is like, oh, hey, Bert, you got a, you got a sticker on your back from your sleep study. Yeah. Well, let's, let's tell the whole story. Leanne and I are no longer sleeping in the same wing of the house. That's how bad I'm snoring. <laughs> so, so she ordered a sleep study and, and like came in. Set me up for my sleep study. It just goes around your finger. It's actually really good. It's called Night Owl. If anyone wants to do a sleep study that's manageable, it's called Night Owl. I got the sleep study, and then I woke up the next morning, and she was like, How, what's wrong with you? And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, how do you not know that there's a sticker on your back? I go, there's, not, there's a sticker on my back? She goes, what, what person doesn't sleep with a sticker on their back? And I was like, I guess I did good on my sleep study then last night. <laughs> And also, how is your how is your throat? Like, weren't you doing? I, I, weren't, weren't you like throwing up in your mouth in the middle of the night on the on the road? Well, it gets a little deeper than that. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I was throwing up into my mouth, then breathing it into my lungs. It's called aspirating. Yeah, right. And so you weren't you weren't like throwing up, and it was like like dripping out on your pillow. You were throwing up, and they said like all the guys when you were on the road, all of them were like, "Hey, I think Bert's vomiting." But you were just vomiting into your mouth, and then it would go into, because then you would go, and it would go into your lungs. That can be fatal. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not a lot of vomit. It's just like acid reflux. So it's going into your throat, and then it goes into your lungs, and I was aspirating. And then the the real straw that broke the camel's back, the the cast for Hamilton broke the stage in Spokane, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that again. The Casper Hamilton broke the stage in Spokane. Oh, the show. I, I thought know. you said Casper Hamilton. I was like, I have no idea who Casper is. The cast <laughs> no, no. of Hamilton. Yes. I gotcha. Yeah. They, yeah. So they so they cancel our show in Spokane. So they give us a day off. And I decide to treat myself to a day. I wake up. We go to Mexican food for breakfast. I have a spicy pina colada followed by a margarita in the tall Vegas bottle. Okay, like the big, big one. I then are walking back to go play disc golf. A bar is opening up. They recognize me. We do two shots with them. Grab some IPAs, a couple dirty girls, two joints, go out, play disc golf, smoke a cigar, two joints, drink some IPAs followed by a dinner at one of the best steakhouses where I order steak, fish, and pork, and sides, two martinis, two bottles of wine, three shots of tequila, and I close the night out with the bartender drinking a car bomb. I then (laughs) am woken up at 2 in the morning knowing I am throwing up immediately, and, (laughs) and I'm in my tour bus, and we're outside a hotel. Cut to, and I'm sure someone will have this viral video, me in my underwear, vomiting aggressively outside my tour bus. I'm talking, I'm talking uh, fire hosing. It, it is so bad, and it's so loud. People are waking up. Lights are turning on. They come out with the maintenance people to hose it down, and, uh, and I'm throwing up. I'm just like, I'm totally unapologetic. I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm crying. I get back in my tour bus. And it immediately gets back to Leanne, and Leanne's like, she sends me to the ear, nose, and throat doctor, and the guy's like, hey, man, he's like, you have really bad acid reflux, and 
we got new rules. Number one, you're not supposed to drink, eat or drink after 6 p.m. I was like, going to need some better rules than that. <laughs> He's like, no more alcohol, no more coffee. I was like, cool. What other imaginary rules do you want to put out there? <laughs> and so he gives me a couple shots. And my, my voice was ruined. He did a throat scope. And, uh, and so he put me on Prilosec. I, I now I have I don't eat two hours before I go to bed. I have to sleep on an inclined pillow, and I have to lose weight to try to get this acid reflux under control. Good luck. The best was telling the doctor. I told him about my night and eating, and I said, and then I got in bed, and I guess my acid reflux kicked in. And he goes, "You just told me you did an Irish car bomb before you went to bed." He goes, "I don't think it's your acid reflux. I think it's you." He goes, have you ever considered rehab? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne was like, Leanne's sitting next to the doctor going, he's got a problem. It's not the reflux. It's him. Uh, Bert, I want to I pay you. I want to pay you a compliment if you don't mind. So I was I was watching I was watching a um, podcast that you did. I don't think it was the um, 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 not Bert Kreischer podcast. What what uh, the the um, Bert cast? I think it was yeah. it was it's two bears, one cave. But you were hosting it by yourself, and you had um, you had Chris DeStefano on, and I like I like Chris a oh, yeah. ton. I like Chris a ton. Yeah. Can I tell you one of the sweetest moments though? was watching the two of you, and Chris actually was the one who broke down first, and he was talking about how, like, he is, like, Chris is at a point in his career, this is what he says, he's at a point in his career where he's he's finally starting to do well, and he's talking about how, like, he aspires to be like you and Segura, and and, and that's like, that that's that's the goal. And he's like, I'm not getting there yet, but, you know, he's struggling because he's got he's got two young kids and he's like, I'm struggling because I go out every weekend and I go out every weekend. And he's like, I've not seen my kids swim meet. And he goes, the only time I've seen my kids swim meet is on FaceTime. And he starts crying. And it, it's 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 such an honest moment. And then the, it cuts to you and you you start bawling because and, and crying because you look at him and you go. By the way, it never gets any better. And it really dawned on yeah. me for, for comedians that are out on the road all the time and traveling. And even if it's not at, 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 at your level, but it was, I mean, listen, Bert, we knew you when you were just doing clubs and you would fly out on, on uh, you know, to do a weekend and then fly back on Monday. You were never home to see your kids grow yeah. up. But that was a really sweet moment. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it caught me off guard. And it, and I, I mean, I didn't expect it. And I get really self-conscious of stuff like that because you don't realize what you're saying when you're doing a podcast like that. You don't realize what you're saying. And and the one thing I like, I was like, I was like, sure, I didn't want. I want almost wanted to edit it out. So I was like, there's, there's also dads that are making way less than me and Chris are that are have it way worse. And they're like, listen, I'm listening to, to two millionaires cry about their not getting to see their kids. And so like, I, I got self-conscious of it. But yeah, man. Uh, but you know what, Bert? That I, moment know. that moment to me wasn't about money. And that moment to me wasn't about wasn't about, you know, what you do for a living. To me, that moment was about your jobs. And and by the way, no different than a lot of people's jobs, where you miss it all. Because people re, you know, regular people look at like you and Chris and go, like, oh my God, these guys have got it made. They're funny, they're traveling all over the place. But there's a downside to that. And it's the the same downside that a lot of people have. Oh, dude, I, I mean, 
Yeah, and it, I, I missed I missed a great deal of everything, and then it it bums me out. But you know, I, I'm it bums me out. But I, I got really lucky with Leanne. Uh, Leanne made sure that I was involved. I mean, like, and here's the thing: it, it, it keeps going. I got offered. I'll tell you exactly how much money. This is ridiculous. I got offered go. a gig. Hold on. I got offered a gig for three hundred thousand dollars. I'll go. I'll go. I'll cancel the whole goddamn <laughs> okay. show. I'll go. Okay. It gets better. It gets better. Uh, it's a private, it is, uh, in Canada. They fly me in a private jet, a G five. They were very specific, a G five, uh, up to Canada and fly me back. What part, what part of Canada? And it was one night. What part? One night. Oh my God. Uh, one night, one night. It is, uh, it is during Georgia's orientation at college. Dude, she's going to be there for four or five years. And Leanne said, Leanne said, she's marked off three things on both is Georgia's orientation and then dropping Georgia off for college. Two things that happened in August, two things that happened in August. And what that's one. And the next one, Segura hits me up. He goes, I got a gig for both of us. Elliot, it is throw up in front of your tour bus money. It is, (laughs) it is. It is ridiculous money. Tom tells me about it. I accept it. Leanne D- D- uh, messages me and Tom. Bird is unavailable. He's taking his daughter to college that week. I was like, honey, this is beach house money. This is like, let's get a beach house. And she goes, hey, the money will always be there. I go, no, it won't. It goes away. It goes away. Tommy Davidson, it goes away. So good. And uh, that, and that, and so, but it's so funny because I just had that conversation with Chris and I got those two offers and Leanne's like, honey, these are things you need to do. You need to take Georgia to college. And then, and then what's crazy is Georgia starts saying, she goes, because uh, I ruined uh, Boulder for her. She wanted to go to Boulder, and then I went there with her for, to look at the college. And I, all I did is get recognized, and she goes, I'm not going to a school where everyone knows my dad. And I was like, good luck finding a college. And so, I've been busting my ass to make sure they know who I am, honey. I promote 24-7, and that's how we're paying for this thing. And then she says, I don't know if I want dad at drop-off because I don't want it. Like, I don't want people to know that, like, that's my dad. And I was like, okay, cool. I got a gig lined up in Austin. Are we cool with this? Because I I was planning on dropping you off with my shirt off in my tour bus. That's how I'm going to do it. God. All right. Burt Kreischer's Fully Loaded Comedy Festival. Um, date of note, June 25th, Cool Ray Field in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Home of the Gwinnett Stripers, Burt. Uh, you will be there along with Nikki Glazer, Big J Okerson, Mark Norman. Burt, God damn it, it's good to talk to you. I want to let you know this. My daughter will be on tour with me for all of Fully Loaded as a PA for production. Her and three of her friends. Daddy's. And then you know what's the first thing she said? What's the money like? And I said, What's the money like? It's not three hundred thousand dollars. I'll tell you that. 
<laughs> All right, Bert. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. I love you guys. I love you too. Talk to you later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.